You are listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Brian Catherman. And I'm Josiah Walker. And I'm doing the intro. It feels weird doing it backwards like this. I know. I did it for so many years and almost forgot how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, the reason we're doing this uh, backwards like this is because I want to put you in the hot seat. I want to chat with you a little bit because you finished half of your seminary education. It's true. You're at the halfway mark. Uh, How... Has it been a year and a half, two years? Where are we at? It was a little over a year because I kind of started in, I think, fall two Where years three? ago. Because you also did like summer school. You've been doing yeah. every semester. You every every break. semester, So you yeah. four semesters in, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so four, so. is that right? Four semesters? Yeah, because I'm halfway there, so okay. So whatever four, half is. <laughs> four semesters in, you've had uh, Old Testament, New Testament. I'm trying to think of some of the classes. Like You've, you've been right. doing this stuff. Uh, first of all, congratulations. You've survived the halfway mark. That's true. Uh, how you doing? I made it. I'm, Good GPA? I'm here. Like 3.7 or something? I don't know. I'm not gonna, I don't want to brag about my GPA. No, I'm it's bragging about it. better than I thought it would be. You're doing, <laughs> you're doing really well. I mean, I'll brag about it. You just finished this Old Testament class, got the highest yeah. grade on the paper with a hard professor. Yeah, it was a little daunting because I heard he was pretty strict with, like, you know, Turabian and yeah. formatting and all that jazz. Yeah, he's heard so. that he's pretty strict with those things, but <laughs> yeah. he's aware. So, either uh, I know what I'm Which, doing and I don't realize it, or he was leaning in. Okay, so we probably ought to throw this out there too. You started you started with the Salt Lake School of Theology, is that right? Yeah. And they're through Gateway. Correct. But then your pace kind of outpaced their pace. Yeah. And so you went directly to the to Gateway? You were right. doing Just doing straight online versus like at a campus type concept model. So, but you're sitting, so. I mean, a lot of the models have gone this way anyway. So you're, right. you're sitting in lectures once in a while, some of the, yeah. st- and you're doing group things and group chats and this thing and that right. thing. And, uh, how's it been? Let's start with, what did you expect going in? What did, what did you think? Like most people, when I come out of this, I'm going to know everything about the Bible or I'm going to like, what did you think going into seminary? What was it going to be? I thought I was going to crash and burn, probably. Oh, yes. You're <laughs> I was, terrified. I was nervous. Yeah, I was terrified because um, I know it's hard work, and it's been a long time since I've been in college. <laughs> so Has it been hard work? It's, it's been work, and it's been hard. <laughs> As you tell me all the time, they don't just give those papers away. No. <laughs> so What's the reading load been like? It hasn't been. It's been. It's, it was funny because in my syllabus for this class, he was like, you know, average reading, I think, was about 40, 45 hours a week. There's been a lot of reading. Yeah. It's been helpful. Skimming? Some skimming? There, I don't know. There may have been some skimming. <laughs> but close enough and kind of, I get the gist of this. Uh, but it was a lot different. Like, I remember at a previous church that didn't have like a seminary program, but they had kind of a program for education. It was just read these books. And I remember getting an Old Testament survey book and just trying to like read through the whole book. And it just felt like a lot. And I read an Old Testament survey book as part of this class, but it wasn't just like here's the whole Old Testament for okay. the class. That so I let's talk about let's talk about that because you you and I were chatting a little while back about. Uh, so you had Old Testament one and Old Testament two. Yeah. And you didn't just sit and hammer through all the books. You actually, right. I mean, you were you were for Old Testament one. You were in Genesis one and two for like three or four weeks. I mean, you were just in it. Wrote a yeah. paper on it. Two papers. How many papers did you write in this? I wrote like three or four page papers on Gen- the creation account in Genesis. Because what was your professor doing? Which you had Greg Watson, right? Yeah, Dr. So, Watson. So we he was just showing us how to kind of really examine that text. Look at breaks, right? Because there weren't originally verse numbers. So where do you kind of put the pericope breaks in these? So he's forcing you to use different Old Testament tools. Right. Different Old Testament approaches. So instead of going just, here's what the whole Old Testament says. It was, here's 
Old Testament tools. Right. It was a little bit of both because we were talking through some Old Testament books, but there was a, a real drilled-in focus on that. Okay. Just like in Old Testament too, we, we went through different books, but there was kind of a drilled-in focus on, on the prophetic books and the minor prophets and that. So, okay. And that's, you wrote your paper on uh, Daniel's yeah, angelic yep. thing, the prayer the angelic conflict in Daniel 10.10. 10, so. Yeah, nice. So you were you were getting a tool, learning how to use the right. tool. Now, do you anticipate, I sure hope, since we work together, <laughs> do you anticipate taking those tools then and applying them for the rest of your life, right? That's kind of the idea. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can look at, at my past year, year and a half here at seminary and see how these things have been helpful and given me tools and resources to understand God's word better, to study it better. I, I feel like there's this concept out there that, seminary makes you staunchy or feel like you're better than everyone else like it does do that for some people <laughs> and I, I know it does some but it kind of i feel like it creates this kind of like us versus them type mentality of like well you're either you're a doctor or you're just boots on the ground guy and i think there's sometimes a little bit of both and well you've been doing this while you've been working full-time right. in it. so you did some of this while you were bivocational correct and some of this while you've been boots on the ground how was what was the advantages when you were doing it when you were bivocational? Um, were there some adva- like I mean, because you could go punch the clock at work, then then punch the clock, and then just think of school as theoretical, right? There were no advantages. There was no advantages. Yeah, I had like no time to work on it. Oh so, right. Uh, you know, I, I was just get, so when I I started in seminary and I was bivocational as well. I was yeah. doing some. I was doing church work. I was working at a just a basic job, you know. But the advantage for me was a lot of the stuff was theoretical. Sure. Whereas as soon as I was in full-time ministry and you're in just the muck and the difficulty yeah. of ministry, some of it's like, wait a second, what we're learning is exactly, what, oh my goodness, and like you just couldn't even, right. whereas you write a paper like, yeah, well someday when I'm putting together sure. a preaching schedule, yeah. I'm going to do this. And then when you're that. actually doing it, you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't work. This is, oh, this is hard. Uh, I would just say that the advantage, <laughs> right, I was busy. The advantage I have now is I get to sleep, um, <laughs> so cause I'm not doing all that. But it's been really helpful, and it's amazing to see things that we've been studying through be applicable to either what our church is going through in that season or something I've dealt with in the past. So it's been what'd helpful. What would you like the most? Like, I mean, uh, what I mean by like maybe a particular topic, something you had never been exposed to, or what something you, what did you, what have you loved so far the most? What has been the most fascinating or the most helpful or whatever? I think just mostly the way it just causes you to think differently about God's word and, and really just pause and maybe examine it in a way that you hadn't before. I mean, I remember my biblical hermeneutics class. I'm just really, some of that's like seemed basic, but some of it really made you pause and think about how you interpret scripture and how you read it. Uh, how about uh, the classes you didn't think you'd like? Did you have anything you didn't and, think you'd like? And you're like, wait a minute, that was actually helpful. And I liked it. Did you have any of those? Yeah, I, I don't know. My, I started with church history, and I think there was a part of me that wanted to just like dive into God's Word. And it's like, why does that matter? And then I, out of church history, ended up finding some heroes <laughs> from yeah. the early church fathers. I'm like, man, that guy was awesome. <laughs> so, hey, this isn't new. <laughs> right? Nothing oh. new under the sun. <laughs> We've been doing this forever. So I think that's helpful to really see. I think we miss the importance of church history. I don't think the modern day Christian really looks at that or thinks about what the church was doing 300 years ago. Yeah. So, is there a class now that you're so you're, you're a full time ministry yes. seminary? Is there a class that's just not on? You can't fit it in. It's not going to be an elective that you think, man, I should have probably got that class. Underwater uh, basket weaving. <laughs> it it probably would have been beneficial if I could have took some preaching classes, maybe. 
you know, because I'm wanting to grow my preaching. But there's a lot of great but books on that, that too. That stuff's coming in the future. Right. And that's kind of. I mean, like, so. I mean, like stuff that you're just not even like. Do you think you should have done like a church administration class or? That might have helped. <laughs> I, I think there's something that would be helpful, but I think the the master's program I'm in gives a really basic overview of everything. It's good. I feel like it covers a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, I think so. I think so. that's what people don't realize is a lot of times. Seminary is teaching you how to learn right. and how to think. It's exposing you to where the resources are, right. but it's not giving you enough time to, to really camp out in them. To just here's the the quick shot. Now spend your whole life doing it. Do right. you feel that a little bit? I, I feel like it helps us learn how to think critically about things and not just go, "Hey, this guy said it. He's the expert, so trust what he says." It's really caused me to examine things and and come with multiple viewpoints on a subject. And, well, the programmer you should just. You said, hey, I was at this other place. It was like, yeah. read these books. Do you feel like being forced to look outside of the circles yeah. you were in or looking at it from multiple views? Has that been right. helpful for you? It's been helpful and aggravating because there will be papers where I have to have so many journal articles and so many you know dictionaries and encyclopedias. Counter views. Right. This, the, yeah. So I'm like struggling because I know the point I want to share, but it's actually caused me to. Has there been stuff you've been, you've been challenged to read counterpoints or views that are just different than yours that you've actually found helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I I think sometimes reading those counterpoints helps you either get more grounded in your point of view or really question and go, okay, maybe I have took that for granted and I need to look at it from a bigger perspective. That is nice. So That's nice. Has the system been decent for you? I mean, like you're yeah. doing online. No, I really like the online thing. Like you said, it, my pace kind of outdid the pace of the Salt Lake School of Theology because... I mean, it's built around Bible guys that have day jobs and stuff. and Yeah, all the classes. <laughs> right, so, so they were so all the, at night. So the Salt Lake School of Theology is a teaching site of Gateway that's here in Salt Lake City. But, yeah, they're all at night. They're right. all on, like, Mondays and Thursdays. And we had yeah. youth on Monday for a while, whatever. But um, and, the, and they're doing, like, one class the whole semester. Where what I like with Gateway's online classes is I've been able to double up my classes because they've have short shortened classes that are eight weeks long instead of 16 you weeks. do twice the work in eight weeks so i did right? old testament one and two in 16 weeks but i was able to do them kind of back to back versus on top of each other so yeah well that's good that's really good um what are you hopeful for for the next half coming surviving no <laughs> it's it's a home stretch i don't want to get senioritis so hoping to just keep going forward and i'm excited because now i'm going to dive into the new testament and systematic theology and i think that'll be Really beneficial. That'll so. be good. Well, um, thank you for sharing all this. I hope you're looking forward to your. Is it called TFE? That's right. Yeah, theological field education. Yeah, kind of boots TFE. on the ground. I like that too. Because <laughs> I heard you got this great field mentor for that. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> work with them a lot. But it, it it helps you really reflect personally on on your role in ministry and in areas that you need to grow on. I think that's something that's really crucial. It's kind of the application piece of all the seminary that we're doing. I think a lot of times we just either think we don't need seminary or we just get too locked into seminary. But I think overall it's very helpful. So and so something else too. So far, you've been really blessed that you have had generous church members. Yes. Uh, you got some scholarships. Yes. Uh, you haven't. You. I mean, you wouldn't have been able to do this without that. Correct. Right. I no. mean. Without some help financially from others, I wouldn't be able to take these classes. So that's been a huge so, blessing. Let's just keep helped. hoping that yeah. happens. Let's. If you're listening and you're like, <laughs> how do I bless this guy who's learning boots on the ground? He's in the mission hope. field. So. Uh, you can you can contact us at saltybeliever.com or go to the church where he's serving and the church is putting him through this the best they can at Redeeming Life. 
church in Bountiful, Utah, RedeemingLifeUtah.org. But so so far, good experience. I can honestly say, at the end of the day, it's helped make me a better pastor and equip me to be able to be useful for ministry. So let me. I think we have time. Let me ask you this. Uh, we definitely have time. <laughs> There's a thing, it definitely happened for me when I was working on the doctorate, for sure. If I look back, I could probably identify it when I was working on my master's too. But have you have you felt a little bit of the, I think they call it the imposter syndrome? Where you're in school, you're doing all this, but you're like, I don't know any. Like the more you learn, sure. all of a sudden you realize you don't know that much. You know, like, well, I didn't think I second. knew that much going into it, and then you get in these kind of chat room discussion board posts with people who sound very, you know, academically they got smart. A, they got it worked like, out. I'm just, you know, I'm just, well, so I'm writing papers. I'm getting grades. Going, did you read that paper? Like, how did <laughs> I... <laughs> well, so like, so like, you don't even realize how much is out there on a True. topic, and so you right. think, oh yeah, I read these two books on discipleship. So yeah. I did my, maybe did a lot of my doctoral work on simple reproducible discipleship. And suddenly you realize how much is out there right. and how much is stuff Daunting. you never saw. Yeah. You're like, oh, that was a good idea. I never even thought about this. And, oh, what about that? And so suddenly you're like, man, I thought my, my three books that I read was awesome and I was smart. Now I'm like, oh, there's 45 books with you know, six or seven different major positions. Are you feeling that a little bit? Like, man, there's so much more out. Church history did that for me. Yeah. It's like, whoa, I didn't realize. It's a little daunting, and it's hard to just hit pause because sometimes you just want to get lost in the sauce and read all the books on this topic. Right. You, you really enjoy it, and there's not the time for that. You know, so. I've been going back and rereading books that I had to race through and kind of processing them, enjoying them a little bit. Even like the... Even a couple of them were like more textbooky. I'm like, this is really helpful to slow down, right? Think about it, which you can't do in seminary. Which I, I think I'll do after the fact. Like I think there's a lot of things I want to go and revisit again once I graduate. Yeah, but I mean, you have your degree. Like it, it's hard because I feel like when we first looked at college years ago, right? It was before the internet, before everything was necessarily out there. Like you could read all the books you read in seminary. Yeah, just. And not have the paper. Do you feel like it's helpful to still go to well, seminary okay. when it's so, all just out there? Two, two things I'll share. Um, Dr. Connor at Gateway comes out before the doctoral program starts. All these doctoral candidates, right? And he says, here's the deal, guys. Uh, every single thing you could do here, you could do on your own. Right. We'd even be happy to tell you what all the books you need to read. You can write some papers, whatever. Okay. And then he said, we're, we're here. You pay us to help hold you accountable. Sure. Now, you know, that's kind of funny and very true, but all, and very true, because if I had to do all this, I wouldn't read all that stuff. Well, and if I didn't have a timeline, it would take me forever. And you just, eh, (laughs) this is interesting, but here's the deal. Um, Here's where the academic process, and here's where being in, kind of in, in, thrust into this environment is so helpful. You're sort of forced to think about views you wouldn't otherwise think of. I had a friend who was really smart. And he was reading every book that was ever recommended. He was reading all the time. Uh, he was, you know, he was just really pushing himself. But then he he moved away. And then I ran into him again a couple, maybe three years later. Still doing that. But I'd been in seminary. And we start talking about some of the topics. And he was really more read. He had read more material on particular topics. But he hadn't read right. conflicting material. He hadn't read... Material from publishers that he didn't necessarily like. He hadn't read stuff. He only read from his tribe. 
So you feel like he was camp. more narrow-minded? Yeah, he didn't have... It wasn't forced to say, how does this that I've read line up with that? And so the... Or he only had a couple of views. So I get... Like, the example I like is if you read Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology. Wayne Grudem is the type who would say, okay, here's, here's the three views on this particular theological issue. Then you go to you go to Millard Erickson and he's like, oh, here's the seven views on the same yeah. exact thing. They're like, oh, I didn't even well, right. I, I didn't even realize that was an option. Then right. you go to like some Puritan thing, like, oh well historically there was this, but then it changed here, and then there's that, and then these people over here in this other completely different tribe that I never thought of would look at these, and then you read about these other people who are halfway around the world from an Orthodox view and like so the nice thing about having somebody who's dedicated his or her life to the topic in academic thinking and biblical thinking and whatever is they know how to challenge you right he was not challenged because he put himself in his own echo chamber That's now he good. eventually did go to seminary and he went oh 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 okay uh i need to have yeah. some of this stuff challenged and so that's the really nice thing about seminary you can do it all uh reading those books in a quiet room but it's really nice to hear another student go oh well i kind of thought this and well I don't know if I agree with this, but what about that? And, and having some of the discussion board posts, which right. when you're online, you hate them because it's sure. like, you're going to type this out and I have to respond. Having in classroom discussion, yeah. you and I, just as as you know, co-elders and pastors are working together, when you bring some of this, you know, I can go, oh, well, have you, what about this? And you're like, oh, well, I don't know what the answer is to that now. Right. There's something about that yeah. that's so Makes helpful. You stronger. And I think when, when pastors haven't gone through that, and then they just go, oh, well, you just have a piece of paper and you think you're so great. Well, you could do all that, but the academic environment forces you to do it in ways that is painful. Right. You might not yeah. like it. And if I have to do this on my own, I don't want to pick up books I don't want to read right. for no reason. Exactly. Like, I, I'm going to put that, I'm not even going to look at that. Right. And people ask, hey, have you read this? I have no interest in reading that. But if I was in school, I would have no choice. I have to read this, yep. you know. Exactly. That helps I mean, that just helps a ton, yeah. and I think that's what people overlook a lot. Um, and, and it exposes you to so many smart minds, yeah. fantastic professors that have yeah. dedicated their lives to it's, things, fantastic reading. It was weird when I saw my professor's name inside the CSP Study Bible. Right. Like, this guy contributed to the study notes of well, this Bible? Whoa. Yeah, or, they're like, <laughs> like, or they share stuff like, well, when I was working on the translation process for this, yeah. or when I was doing that, you go, okay, okay, that's what these, I mean, and I'm, yeah. I'm getting to glean from exactly from some of that, or years and years and years of faithful ministry in different environments, and there's just, there's something that's very advantageous. Yeah. It's, it's expensive. I mean, it can be difficult that way. It takes a lot of time. It's intensive, but it does shape you for moving forward in ministry. Does it prepare you for everything? No. Does it shape the way you're going to think about things as they come? Yes, it does help. It's very right. advantageous that way. It's a set of tools that if you never did it and you spend your whole right. life serving and ministering, great. But also if you do it and it can yeah. make you sharper than you would have otherwise been, then great. So, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you're feeling that. Yeah, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to go, and I'm blessed to have the opportunity to, to do it because of gifts from others. And I would say if you have that opportunity, you should go. You should Whether it's it. one class at a time, slow-paced, or, you know. The pastor I up. used to work for it took him, like, forever because he did, like, one class a semester, took the summers off. I mean, yeah. by the time you do all the classes required, I mean, it, but he kept doing. He just kept yeah. faithfully plotting. Faithfully plotting. Um, 
So you're glad you're doing it. I am glad. And I'm excited for that paper one day. Not just to have it the paper, but because of how it grows you and because of how it well, causes me to think. The piece of paper on the wall isn't just like, oh, look, I have a piece of paper. It's the reminder, man, I went through that process. And and you keep some of those books and you come back to some of that work and you have those that set of tools in your toolbox. Yeah. There's something really that's just great about that. Uh, do you, you don't, no regrets? Happy you're happy you're pushing through this academic stuff yeah not sleeping no (laughs) no i I don't have any regrets i think maybe the only regret would be maybe not doing it sooner it's been really helpful um like i said i've done those other kind of things programs where it's just hey here's a list of books but i felt like those had one theological bent or one you know denominational leaning and i feel like here at gateway even though it's a southern baptist seminary i feel like it gives me kind of a good worldview and a biblical worldview that's that's really really good uh, and hey, by the way, congratulations on you know knocking it out of the park on that last paper and sure. the GPA and the hard work. I mean, you're putting in the hard work, and uh, that's really great. Well, that's one benefit to other people paying for it is you want to be faithful and honor what they're doing. And <laughs> it's not, not just my money. It I'm so I better be nice and 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 give it my best. Well, that's fantastic. Hey, if you have questions for Josiah about his experience or my experience, you want to chat with us about it or you're thinking about seminary or doctoral work or gateway or whatever uh you can find us at saltybeliever.com we would love to answer those questions and thanks josiah for letting me put you in the hot seat anytime till next time thank you for listening find more information at saltybeliever.com